Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Wherever you are, welcome to another episode of Geologians. We are here today to put the her in her days. <laughs> As we should. Because that's what we're doing this year. Let's just go with it. Do you want to have a happy holiday? Not a holiday. Ha is too masculine. <laughs> but her, that's not masculine. <laughs> I think what makes it feminine <laughs> is that I just get major Kristen Wig Target Hurladay. lady vibes. Holiday. <laughs> yeah. I get Welcome it. to Target. I get it. I get it. My name is Summer Yeager and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy and Joy. I would like to ask you a question about a tortoise because oh. what is my tortoise doing? Welcome to Tortoise Hour. Okay. Okay. So I'm Joy. You're right. I'm Joy and I know some things about tortoises, but you know. You do. Now, Pregunta, though, because did your, when there were tortoises, were they babe, were they infants? Yeah. Okay. So you've been through the whole stages. Yeah. One of them we got when it was like grown. Okay. The other three that we had, one of them died. Oh. But they from were all what? from. I need to know. Um. Well, the jury is kind of out oh. a little bit. Okay. Because they were saying that maybe, Um. if I remember correctly, they were saying that they were saying like a scorpion bite mm. and then like the scorpion stung, not a bite, stung the tortoise and then it kind of like paralyzes the tortoise and yeah. then they can't protect themselves like from the elements. So if it's a hot day, mm. basically if anything happens to your tortoise and it can't regulate, use shade or mud or whatever to regulate its body temperature, that it's going to overheat because it's cold blooded. Right. Um, but they don't know that. They didn't. It was a very sure. emotional day because we thought the tortoise was going to be better and then the tortoise wasn't better. And then at the end, at the vet, they like, and my parents are like, we wouldn't, why are we, like, we have never taken an animal to the vet before. And then they bring out this little, little thing with his pr- tortoise prints, his little tortoise no. footprints on it. And all of us just start bawling in the lobby. Anyway, that was a very, um, yeah, that's emotional and sad. That was, uh, it was like a weirdly, um, that day will always be just sort of in my brain because it was a very weird um, bonding time with my mom and stepdad. Yeah. Um, it was just, I don't know, maybe it was like the first real adult bonding thing we had. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And it probably to some people it sounds a little silly. But I just remember, like, I don't know. You we were all just, were going through It was through like this a family together. day. It yeah. was like a part of our family's history for... Right. It was bigger than the tortoise, but... <laughs> <laughs> I worry once a day, so like... buried him if, in the front yard. If and he dies, I'm going to be so sad. And am I doing everything right? He will and... be if he does, but he probably won't. He'll probably be okay. Okay. Well, he started to do this thing. Now, I know that they're burrowers. Mm-hmm. These creatures want to be in the dirt. Right. And they want, that's what they want. Okay. 
But sometimes, so yesterday I fed him. I fed his, you know, and I do up his food. Mm-hmm. Like I put vitamins in it and oh, yeah. I mix it with an appropriate amount oh, of I know grass. tortoise people too. You chopped up the strawberries I to look ch- like a flower. I did the whole thing. <laughs> I mix it. It's the right amount of moisture. Like it's got mm. the right vitamins. Like I do the whole getup, right? And I put it in his bowl and because he had burrowed right in front of his bowl and because he's this big, mm-hmm. he couldn't he couldn't get into his bowl. Like he made it impossible for him to get in his bowl from a normal oh, angle okay. because there was nothing for him to stand on. Anyway, he like Gave up trying to get in his bowl, and then he burrowed underneath it and stood up as fast as he could, almost like he was trying to flip the bowl over, and he was unsuccessful. Yeah. And then he just laid underneath it, and now he sleeps under his food bowl. (laughs) And occasionally, he does does weighted push-ups with his food and his water bowl, and he moves them around. (laughs) He moves his food. He doesn't get... Does he drink the water? No. Does he eat the food? No. He burrows underneath them and does weighted push-ups. And I'm like, is he strengthening himself so he can bust (laughs) out of here? Because this is the most intense. Anyway, so, like, my question is, do do I need to stop him doing that? Or is this just a normal, healthy function? They just burrow until he's outside. He has a rock. I bought him a a burrow. That's just... He doesn't care. He knows mm. it's from PetSmart. <laughs> he wants a real one. Well, he occasionally climbs on top of it and dive bombs off the right. top. Mm-hmm. Is he trying to kill himself? Um, I just, I firmly believe that tortoises have a way about them. Yes. Um, And it is the personality of a, it is, the, a tortoise has a personality, the same personality as a person that has never had to move aside <laughs> for anyone. <laughs> Okay. So yeah. there's like a little bit of immortality in there. Yeah. They have that that they live like a well long time. nothing's going to happen to me. <laughs> You're the I have one a low center sorry. of gravity and I'm going to be 100 pounds. Like what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and so I do think they just have this kind of like I love him. YOLO. I feel that YOLO. Yeah. I love him so they much. They just kind of do like they just kind of do what they want, but they, I would have to imagine their coordination is also very weird. It's super because weird. Because they're... He crawls under <laughs> his bowl and does push-ups with it on his back. Like, I feel like he's getting ready for war. He might He's be. like, I don't need your food. Attack And tortoise. then he starts doing these push-ups <laughs> with his food bowl. He's, he's too little to even get in the food bowl, but can he burrow underneath it and do push-ups? Yes. Yes, he can. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my goodness, when we have to build this thing... A place to live in the backyard. Now, the the bigger they get, they like their one spot. Like my okay. parents' tortoises, they really they've dug That's him like spot. a little condo. It's like halfway in the ground, and yeah. then some like wood on top, and it's also a ramp so he can walk on top of it because they do like to walk on top. Yes, of they things. do. Yes, yes, they do. So, but he likes going in there and. They like it now. I just love him. There's so many things I love right now that a year ago I did not love. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like just what's happening? Anyway, you, know, you just had to find the right things. Well, I'm finding them. They're so easy to find now. <laughs> <laughs> Am I easily pleased? I don't know. Am I cheerful? Am I hmm. having a great time? I must be just getting steadily more cheerful. Just over, enjoying over things. the years. Okay. <laughs> 
Anyway, hi, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. You can um, join our book club. Buy a book club t-shirt. All of that's happening at patreon.com slash That's also how you can support us. We're doing a fun little thingamajig. I still, I need to come up with a better name for this. We're finishing. Thingamajig? Yeah, thingamajig is not, not, up, not it. We're finishing Nowhere Mortals this week. And then for the next two weeks, we're doing a little thingamajig in book club. And I just don't even know what to call it yet. But it's fun. And if you like mm-hmm. surprises and you like christian talking well then... and if you have felt if you have felt as though a book is too much of a commitment yes we're not starting a book in december that's crazy but we are going to do a little reading assignment and it's going to be simple and quick and fun but that is happening at patreon.com theologians come hang out with us and honestly the best part of book club is all the other people in book club it's not us so yep. anyway um, what else do I need to tell them? You can get your happy hurla days <laughs> at shopsheologians.com. And today we're going to talk about loneliness. Mm-hmm. So. Especially, I guess, at the holi- especially, around the yeah, holidays. as we build up to a time where yeah. people kind of feel lonely. Yeah. For a few reasons. Yeah. But. Well, and I just think this time of year heightens feelings right well and i mean we're still fresh off 2020 and that so more like stale off 2020 (laughs) seriously it just won't let go it's just got its claws in us it won't let go but um but yeah so it's possible that um that loneliness or maybe Mm. familial absence or something Mm -hmm. is newer mm-hmm. for some people some right. people who know that when they you know it, there's just a different because of covid there's like more things that you could more uh hypotheticals you can add like yeah. there are definitely there are probably people listening that know that when they ask their family what the christmas plan is they're gonna be like oh well everyone's just gonna stay home right you know right um so there's an, I suppose there's, cause we, I guess we, we've even done this sort of this topic leading up to the holidays, but, um, it's time for a refresh since yeah, it's been a while. some of the circumstances have changed and I'm certain you all listening have changed. We have. Oh boy. I am <laughs> making sourdough and I have a tortoise and watching your tortoise. Watch it. I was about to say what I've been watching, which is also embarrassing. What? Too embarrassing to share on here? No, just um, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, so when you say it in a second, that doesn't mean you're endorsing that thing. But well, I I started watching Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. And what is that? <laughs> What is that? I had uh, every episode. I'm like, what is that? But then I watched it. So I've never watched Downton Abbey, and I know a lot of people that like it. Um, I did. I. It's never like straight up been recommended to me. Okay. Like as a something someone would personally recommend for me, and yeah. then I saw. 
I have to admit that um, I saw the trailer for the movie. There's a and movie. there was like some. What do you mean? Gay I'm stuff wa- in there. I'm watching a TV show on PBS. Yeah, I think there's a movie at some point. Oh, that sounds horrible. And so, and why would there while be a I movie? while I can admit <laughs> that that is not wait. There's gay stuff. What in that in the movie? Oh. I don't. And yeah, just like some romantic stuff. <gasps> and that was enough for me to kind of be like, yeah, okay. Well, and so and my my husband is just the king of turning off crappy tv good for and him. i'm not saying downtown abby's crappy sure. but but i have heard people talk about it and they're like you know if you can get through the first season you really it really starts to like kind of pick up but yeah. it's a little slower paced i'm like that's just not gonna work for my family because my husband will just be like no turning it off <laughs> so i don't i've never seen it i don't i really don't even know enough about it right. to make a judgment on it other than that I don't watch it. I feel like I don't also yet know enough about it okay. to make any judgments on it because it's very sure we'll hear it's now. very early. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Why did that even happen? We're talking about loneliness. And what do you do about it? What do you do about what do you do right. about it? Cuz it kind of feels sometimes and emphasis on feels. <laughs> yes. Like you can't not be lonely when you feel mm-hmm. lonely. Yeah. Kind of inescapable. And you may be able to tell yourself something nice. Right. But you still feel lonely. Well, how do you deal with loneliness at the holidays? I Well, you kind of just deal with it like you do any other time of the year. <laughs> um, that's true. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> yep. Um, mm-hmm. Well, should we talk about what loneliness is? Yeah, sure. I mean, what what is loneliness? Is it a lie? It, yeah, that's what that's I was where you're say. going. <laughs> I, I saw it in your say. eyeballs. That's what I was gonna say. Um, it's a lie, mm. and I'm not just referring to like the amount of people around you. <laughs> I'm not right. just like I'm not just being. Um, sickly sweet and saying well but you have so many people around you of course you're not alone silly right um i think but i do i do think that um being alone feeling alone or feeling lonely is a lie that we don't combat with a lot of truth for a few different reasons but um i think the big one for faithful christians is that you have to battle it a lot. Mm. And there's a few things that are like that, like really just, they just kind of like dig their claws in, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, <clears throat> and I think that's where we get a lot of our mental health epidemic mm. from. Not that there aren't legitimate issues, but I do think um, something kind of just particular about loneliness is that, to fight loneliness, you really do have to, like, pull up your pants and be ready mm-hmm. to tell yourself the truth all day long. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think one thing I, about 
feeling lonely is that a lot of times when you feel lonely, you kind you dig in. It's one of those right. double down sins mm-hmm. where I'm feeling lonely, so now I'm going to reject any invitation because yeah. I'm upset. Mm-hmm. And it's like you almost choose more yeah. loneliness because you are already feeling lonely, mm-hmm. and it's a hard feeling to get out of. And it can kind of consume. Yeah, and then you're just like, well, I'm just lonely and you know, really nothing will do. And then look, if I wasn't lonely, I would have people in my life who would be coming after me. But I'm digging in and no one's coming after me. So see, I am lonely. Right. And then when people do come after you, it's like you're already too much in a tizzy to accept invitations. And I do think that's when, I think that actually tells us something, which is that Ultimately, loneliness and isolation, sometimes we don't choose them. Sometimes we do. But the one thing that actually truly satisfies is Christ. Like, he is he is our satisfaction. Like, and we are never alone. Right. And, and there is no, there is nothing written in us that says we can't ever be alone. Right. And sometimes God has designed it that way right we're i mean we just (laughs) did an episode about covenanters Mm -hmm. or is that going to happen in the future no we don't know okay (laughs) um well if you haven't heard it yet it's coming (laughs) (laughs) or it was last week i think I i think it was last week but but um you know it would be so interesting to say like well how could god have put one of his people in jail right um tortured and broken and isolated how could he do that right but there isn't we actually don't have any promise Mm -hmm. that we won't be alone physically Mm -hmm. and emotionally Mm -hmm. those things are we this is this is another kind of one of the these sufferings that if you feel too entitled to not suffer you'll think, wow, something is really wrong here. Yes. When really you are exactly where God has you. Mm-hmm. His intention is to sanctify you where yeah. you are. And so that means that if you are alone in the definition of the word and you feel lonely, um, that means that, well, I mean, just even in the context of how we were speaking about the covenanters, that means there is preparation to be done for times when maybe you're alone. Yes. There is faithfulness in the times when you're alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And certainly if you keep coming across a lie over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. um, faithfulness and obedience says for you to make war with that lie Mm -hmm. by giving it truth. Yes. Feed it. Yeah. If you want this to turn sour or to turn sweet, you feed it. You can feed it a lie or feed it the truth. This thing that's growing, this feeling that's there, you have to, if you want something sweet to come of it, you have to feed it the truth. I'm totally thinking about sourdough starters right now. (laughs) Can't even stop, but I'm going to stop. Um, Well, I was thinking of when Jesus said in John 16, you will leave me alone, yet I am not alone. And he's saying it's because he has the father and he was abandoned by his friends and he experienced like crushing loneliness. And we know that it pained him, but it didn't 
like the effect was wonderful because he didn't when he was left alone and he was it was it was painful and it was overwhelming like it didn't it didn't cause him to despair like he says you let you will leave me alone but i am not alone because the father is with me and he didn't turn aside from what he was called to do he marched forward for the purpose that he was here for which was to go to the cross um and he didn't have that i think very human response we were already kind of talking about where when you feel like people have forsaken you like he he even said he didn't say you've forsaken me so now I'm forsaking you <laughs> like right. you didn't care for me so I'm not going to care for you like you left me so you know best of luck he says no like he he loved John tells us he no he loved them until the end and he came and he did what he purposed to do so Christ did not allow his loneliness to move him from where God would have him to go. And it didn't allow, he didn't allow it to grow bitterness inside of him or to forsake others. Or, you know, I think a lot of times when people are feeling really crushed by their loneliness, they can end up just, like I said, like digging into the loneliness. Well, now I'm going to isolate even further but instead like Jesus was courageous and he was alone but he was at peace because he was looking to the father and he was sustained by that and that is something that we need to pursue in ourselves and we need to make sure that like are we feeding our loneliness the truth like you said or are we feeding it a lie or um and are there opportunities that maybe you're not noticing because you're busy just in the feeling? Yeah, I think the real challenging part of loneliness is that somewhere in there is um, conceit. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we, the person who feels lonely, overwhelmed by loneliness all the time, is often a person who has made themselves the center of the universe, which is easy to do. We have the one perspective. We're in this one. You are a unique person that has seen everything different from like you your can whole... only look out your own eyeballs. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you hear a voice in your head, it is yours. You talk to yourself the most. You experience things with yourself the most. So it's very easy to become the center of the world. And um, I guess, okay, well, I'm trying to think about that, how I want to put this, but um, so you need to be careful. And my, obviously a piece of practical advice would be, especially at this time of year, would be to look for ways to serve. Mm. But what I don't mean by that is like, just slap a smile on your face and, (laughs) and deny, um, if you're going to deny something, deny, um, deny the lie mm-hmm. that is that you are alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, it can be important to, to acknowledge, like as you walk yourself through that, it can be important to acknowledge if you have healthy desires, mm-hmm. um, like getting married or having children mm-hmm. um, and you've been unable to do those things. Those are godly desires. Yes, they are. Yes. 
So it's not about being like, I'm going to just teach myself to not want those things Mm -hmm. because those are the things that are making me lonely Mm -hmm. uh, because they're a constant reminder of the fact that I don't have a person or don't have a child. Right. And, and those things are deep. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are deep desires. And like I said, they're godly. So it's not about, um, it's not about like stripping Mm -hmm. your godly desires. Those are good things. Mm -hmm. Hold on to those things. Yeah. Pray for those things. Have the people around you pray for those things. Right. So it's not about wiping away your godly desires. Obviously, if you have ungodly, <laughs> sinful desires somewhere right. in your loneliness, those do need to go away. Yep. Um, but I do think that, uh, I guess what I'm saying is don't focus on yourself. Um, in a way that's ungodly. <laughs> right. Um, and that means pray for, uh, petition God for your godly desires. Um, and if what that means is that you want friends, more friends, mm-hmm. um, but all, or, or a husband, but also make sure that you haven't turned so like far inward that you're looking right. at all, your desires so much that you're just all wrapped up in your desires and Yep. Um, that you aren't noticing anyone else or how anyone else feels or mm-hmm. if anyone else is trying to make you feel more welcomed. Because mm-hmm. um, if you are in a church, um, a good solid church or really any community, um, people are probably going to notice. Yeah. If you're feeling lonely. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to be somewhat obvious, maybe not to everyone, but to some right. people. Right. Um, and sometimes people, when, you, when you're too wrapped up in your desires and your feelings, sometimes people are trying to help you and you don't. You Sometimes actually what you're doing is they're trying to help you, but because it's not in the way you want. Because now, mm-hmm. now your feelings and desires are the standard for everything. And no person on this planet is going to cure right. your loneliness. Nope. So no one is going to meet that standard. And that means that more and more you will see yourself as the only person to turn to. And you are simultaneously isolating yourself more. Right. Um, if that makes sense. <laughs> it does. Um, and so I think it's very important. Again, I so, so... Um, just from personal experience want to warn against the squashing of good godly desires mm-hmm. for the sake of, cause I don't know, like, again, you've come up with some plan to where you think you can lower your disappointment and mitigate your feelings um, by like getting rid of things that are good. Cause if you just don't want things, then you won't be disappointed. Right. Um, <laughs> but that's not, that I mean, well, that just shows like a whole disordered yep. system. Yep. Um, but you should. Uh, sounds very simple, but loneliness is a lie. You're not alone, and focusing on good, godly desires. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, prayer and reading the Bible. Are things that right. help with loneliness. Right. Um, but it's not, it's because 
the Bible especially helps with loneliness because the Bible is truth and loneliness is a lie. So I feel like I can't say that enough. Right. It's one of those things that you sort of have to like entrust yourself when you don't feel like telling yourself a truth is working. Mm-hmm. You all, then you need to f- go further. True. You need to travel further into truthville. Right. And entrust don't yourself. Don't reverse out. <laughs> right. That's not the answer. Don't reverse backwards. That's such a human thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this, oh, I don't want it here. Nope. And I'm out. Yeah. I mean, I think, I guess my encouragement was very similar of just like, you can be joyful. You can look to Christ and be satisfied. And life is short. I think something to remember is like, today is the day of repentance. Today is the day of joy. And none of this minimizes that there's very real painful struggles that people are dealing with. And we, we aren't saying this because we have nothing painful or difficult going on in our lives and everything is just so wonderful and easy, but life is short and we are to number our days. And I think that you know, the challenge is, the challenge for all of us is, can you praise God when you have nothing? And that's something you need to ask, whether it's feast or famine. And, and do you feel as though you're entitled to those things? Yeah. Are you in a cave like John Nesbitt's wife? Because, you know, and I think here's the thing is that it's easy to feed the I'm alone lie. But... I can say from experience that when when things are really, really tough and painful, if you are a Christian, that is when you draw near to God. Right. That is when you feel his presence in a very special, sweet, painful way is when you are truly alone. You are not filled with love of things, right? Or love of other people. You're not distracted because... It, things are so painful that all you can do is look to Christ. And there are moments like that in the Christian life. And so just think about it this way. If you can praise God during that time of famine, then why can you not do it in time of feasting? I think because it's, it's kind of easy. It's easy to do that. It's easy to have a lot and want more. And um, I don't know. That's just something to think about is like, we have, we have, there's only one holiday, holiday season, 2021. This is it. When this year's over, the, that's it. Right. This is the only time, th- this is the one that you have. And I guess my encouragement is like, don't waste it. Don't waste it. And don't indulge those feelings. Um. Yeah. I was just thinking... At the well, so at the end of so last week again, let me reference how we did the Covenanters episode. So my book is sitting right here because we just recorded it, right? Um, but it reminded me. So this part's actually not about the guy I did, but the way that Jock Purves wrote this is just you know, it's amazing. But so at the end of my guy's chapter in the Fair Sunshine book, um, he quoted a man again who, another John. <laughs> There were so many Johns, um, but it just reminded me because at one point he had said, for when the storm blew hardest, the smiles of my Lord were at the sweetest. That's right. 
I think any Christian going through a trial knows that. And um, yeah, I guess that's just something to consider because when you are really suffering and experiencing pain, there's not, if you're pursuing Christ, there's we're not, not saying you have to live in a cave to do that. No, 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 <laughs> definitely not. I've never lived in a cave and I don't want to, please. <laughs> I don't want to, but I will if I have to. Um, uh, you just, you, when you're feeling that pain and things are really that desperate, you don't have a lot of time to indulge or nurture any grumpy, bitter feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have the time on your hands to nurture grumpy and bitter feelings, then I am totally willing to bet that Christ is not all that you have in this moment. Right. You have many other things, but you are not, they are not satisfying you. And so that's just something to right. consider. Yeah. Yeah. The days are short. Don't waste time. Don't waste it. It's, I mean, yeah, that sounds, <laughs> I don't know what that sounds like, but, um, yeah, you're not a, just because you're a believer doesn't mean you like just go out in a blaze of glory. We can die in discontent. We can die in bitterness. Um, but let's like, not do that. Yeah, but we don't want to do that. <laughs> no. And that's going to require mind renewing of the mind. It's going to require mm-hmm. meditation on the scriptures, prayer, mm-hmm. fellowship, mm-hmm. accountability. Mm-hmm many things yes they're all yours if you want them Mm -hmm. that's all that's it that's all i got that's really it okay it's december and i'm just excited about it okay you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475 don't forget to get your happy holidays at shopsheologians.com or get your book club gear um, let's see. What else do I need to tell them? Do we have anything else we need to tell them? I'm just, I'm ready for this. Are you ready for this? Just a I feel like we should have staged a fake conversation about how our Thanksgivings were. <laughs> I will we not. we technically haven't had one yeah, yet. But... I know. But, but we have, but we haven't. I don't care. I'm ready for this. Oh. My tree's up by now. And I'm looking forward to it. I might, I might put mine up tonight. What? Really? Yeah. Okay, I totally support it. <laughs> Send a picture if you do. Okay, have a good week. See ya. Bye. Frosty the snowman is a fairy tale, they say. He was made of snow, but the children know that he came to life. <laughs>